When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. A car shopping experience meets an out-of-body experience. With 50,000 cars added daily and unbelievably smart matchmaking, the new Cars.com. It's Selling your car on Cars.com is so fast. It's like the dealer is in your own backyard. Get the best offer instantly, confirm with the dealer, and the money's yours. Cars.com is magical. Tap to sell on Cars.com today. Welcome in, everybody. This is the Falcons podcast on a chilly Atlanta Sunday, or Sunday morning. It was chilly Sunday morning, too, I promise you. Monday morning, 27 degrees here, Nick. And uh, But the Falcons have been heating things up on the free agency market, and they're getting ready for the NFL draft. We want to talk a little bit of both, some of the signings they've made, including one that, that was announced last night, and then one of the top 30 visits for an explosive running back as we turn our focus a little bit more towards the NFL draft, as the Falcons may have done their most damage already in free agency, and they'll start turning their focus towards the NFL draft a little bit. So, Welcome in, everybody. And first off, I'm Scott Kennedy, your host. I'm in Atlanta, where I said it's freezing cold, literally. This guy over here is Nick Kendall. He's in Seattle. So we are coast to coast with our coverage here. So, Nick, how are you this morning? I'm doing well. It was a busy weekend. I went into the office both days. We're renovating, so I got plenty to do with uh, all my different tasks and catching up. So that's okay. I will uh, take my time back in the summer when it's a little nicer out. And uh, yet things are kind of slowing down on the free agency front as we start to pivot our attention more towards what we enjoy the most, uh, what really actually brought us together, which is the NFL draft. But doing well, excited to talk a little bit of Falcons today and uh, 
enjoyed we had nice weather this weekend i did go to the office both days but uh, both mornings i kind of went out for long walks dog parks that kind of thing so spring is around the corner cherry blossoms out here in seattle are starting to turn it was a it was a long cold weekend for this family hmm. we had 9 a.m baseball and the, the the baseball and soccer were an hour apart and baseball is an hour from my house 9 a.m baseball over to one o'clock soccer back to my house to watch chelsea at three back to baseball for a seven o'clock bracket game that started at 8 30 hmm. back home back to soccer at uh, 11 a.m so we have to be there at 10 back over to baseball where we caught the sixth and seventh inning and lost in the seventh so we didn't play another game and then back home it was seven hours in the car and five games and 300 miles and way too much gas that's why i'm getting something a little more efficient it was cold <laughs> god it was cold you know who's not cold, who's keeping us heated up in here, is this guy. Michael Rankio coming in hot pink. He says he's uh, he's coming with a $50 super chat. Michael, thank you so much, man. Always with the support. He says, good morning, Scott and Nick on the Falcons podcast. And um, just as a reminder, I've got it running on the ticker now. It says, you know, YouTube and super chats, YouTube super chats and Facebook stars are a great way to support the Falcons podcast, just like Michael just did. So thank you so much, Michael. You know you're number one in our hearts. Appreciate it so much. Big Al coming in. He says, morning, gentlemen. Good morning to you as well. And he says, I see where somebody had us marked to trade back and pick up Ohio State wide receivers. If you look enough, someone's going to have you doing something of everything at some point. I don't want to. I I love the trade back options. I always do, um, for the most part. But um, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want a wide receiver in the first. I just, I, if you're there and there's discussions, you know, they could pass on Jalen Carter. I say some, oh, Tyree Wilson would be a better option. One of the, one of the Falcons writers are following my cap. Like, yeah, he would be, he ain't going to be there at eight. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. Uh, the picture I use this morning is the Atlanta Falcons new wide receiver. They made a signing last night, Matt Collins. Nick and I will talk about him shortly. And then Tajay Spears from Tulane, the running back on the right. There's some news about him in the Atlanta Falcons too. So that was my cover art this morning. So it was Tulane and their green wave helmet is very uh, cartoonish isn't the right word. It's very animated. I think that's the right word I'm looking for. Not cartoonish, but animated. There's, there's a lot going on there. I think it's kind of cool, honestly, for a change. Yeah. I love Tulane. Uh, big, great story last season coming out. Uh, I think they were originally in the sec, right. And then they uh, left the sec. This is a long time ago. And, had that one of the best uh, college football games of the season, in my opinion, that Tulane versus USC. Uh, I don't remember which one, which bowl game it was, but incredible. Cotton Bowl, maybe. I don't know either. And all I, I know, I, I think you're right, because I think the Alabama, the USC defenders are still going, Tajay Spears, Tajay yeah. Spears. I think you ran for about 250 and four touchdowns or something on him, like five yeah. or six. I don't know. It was a huge we'll, we'll get into him here in just a little bit. And Pax Payne. Says Chile is another statement. Yeah, for you know the third week of March in Atlanta when you're in the 20s, and it was windy. That was the hard part. It was windy. It was cold. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we got out the big stuff, the the big jacket that I had thought I'd put away for on Monday. Yeah, needed that one again. And you know what the fun part is? This is how we all get sick down here. It's supposed to be like 85 on Thursday. <laughs> oh my god, that's too hot. I, I'm the Pacific Northwest has made me soft. Anything like below. 45 or above 75 no, no, and I'm, no. I'm complaining i lived in southern california for 10 years there's a 60 to 80 range anything outside of that and it causes problems 
Yeah. Of his, and rain. And rain. Yeah, rain. I told you, some of my California friends making fun of the fact that two inches of snow. No, no, no. Two inches of packed ice shut this city down. Cars were sliding sideways. And I see how y'all react when it rains. So just shut the hell up. <laughs> Roderick asked had me a question on Twitter. Roderick, I turn my phone off when I go to bed. So um, you didn't wake me up. I did sleep in a little bit. Um, yeah, I've got a cat that wakes me up early. But uh, he, he, he went away, went and got some breakfast, and then came back and wanted to snuggle. And I'm like, 7.50 sounds okay this morning after, after this weekend. So no, I turned my... I turned my phone off. And yeah, Aki had eight, 18 degrees or minus 18, maybe. A little chilly. It's a little too cold for me. Joe Cannon comes in. He says, great morning, Scott and Nick. And to you as well, Joe. We're going to have to do a meet and greet. I want to I want to meet up with y'all at some point. I think we need to do that. I might get on that uh, this summertime camp or something. Billy Holman says, subscribe, like, and share. Yes, please. We just broke 3,000 uh, YouTube subscribers, which is great. Uh, we were at about 1,100 this time last year, so we've tripled in size thanks to people like you. So thank you so much. Clayton Heron coming and says, morning, guys. Smash that like button first day of spring. Uh, and then we'll, I guess we can start here. Uh, who is the explosive uh, running back the Falcons want? The news came out yesterday, Ryan Adonison. Good morning, Ryan. That Tajay Spears uh, of Tulane is getting one of the Falcons' um, First 30s or top 30 official visits in college speak that they're bringing in to get, meet, evaluate, et cetera, et cetera, uh, before the NL draft. So Tajay Spears, and I got some video on him queued up here. This is from the NFL draft. All right. See the crowd. Well, I'm not the NFL draft. Sorry. Is this from the senior bowl? See the crowd. They did before the second day of practice, and this may have been the third day of practice, they did one-on-ones that were basically call-outs. So this was a little bit different than your typical one-on-one. Hey, where are all those people in the crowd? One of the reasons why was because they were doing call-outs. So Tajay Spears got the number for the running backs, and this was just a, one of the call-outs for him. I think I timed that at like five seconds. <laughs> you won't get five seconds. But what you will get every so often is a crease. Tajay Spears can move. He can flat out move. So I've got his full reel on my YouTube channel. It's, if you're watching this on YouTube or if you're not, you, know, you can see uh, youtube.com slash Scott Kennedy. Good hands out of the backfield. I like his low center of gravity, Nick. Those are mm-hmm. one of the things. There's fast guys and there's fast guys that are hard to knock down. You know, coming out with the screen pass here, and then he's going to pick up 10 yards in a hurry. Good open field vision. Big fan of his. What does he bring? What would he bring to the Atlanta Falcons that they might not have already? Yeah, he's a really tough runner and a very explosive runner with, uh, obviously we saw it in the route ru- the route running there, some ex- really great change of direction. Uh, hovering in at about 190, 200 pounds. So not a massive uh, ball carrier by any means, but man, he runs like he is 220, uh, can get a chunk yardage plays as well uh, as a running back. At uh, Just looking at the data with him and watching him at Tulane, they really didn't utilize him much in the past game. So like we kind of saw a little bit that was there in the senior bowl, but mm-hmm. Which it's is still nice. very much. Yeah. It's a controlled environment. And you get to see guys 
do all the same thing instead of just what their team asks of them. So it's a good evaluation tool. Yes, 100%. But it does make it somewhat a little bit more of a projection still because the senior bowl environment is not game tape. Uh, game tape reigns supreme. And also question marks with the uh, the pass protection. That is a big one, Scott. I think that's uh, something that some people, you know, it's not sexy by any means, but uh, you need a back who you can trust back there in pass protection. And Tulane, mostly if he was in there, uh, he was getting handoffs. So a really good running back, uh, explosive player. Wouldn't surprise me at all if he ends up being one of the top four running backs taken, maybe in the top 75. The big kicker with him is that he suffered a ACL injury in 2020. And that is something that, I mean, a lot of teams are bringing him in, I think, to get their medical team's hands on him to really work through the medical process. So, And that knee injury could cause him falling multiple rounds. I believe it was suffered in 2020. You can correct me if I'm wrong there, chat. Uh, but I really like uh, Tajay Spears. Runs tough, very talented running back. He would be in my top five with the caveat that the injury could change his uh, evaluation tremendously. Yeah, he. it looks like 2020. Um, he, he only played three games, but it, you know he only played four as a freshman. That's okay, but he only played three, and then he played 12, and he came back. He had 6.7 yards per carry in 2021 with 863 yards um, and nine touchdowns. And then last year... 230 carries for 16 yards and 20 touchdowns. So on the surface, the uh, the knee looks to be okay. Now let me see. Uh, let me see that game since I reference it. USC 17 carries, 205 yards, four touchdowns. Yeah, the Trojans had a bit of trouble with Mr. Spears. So that's one of the guys to to watch out for. The Falcons were also busy again over the weekend. They got wide receiver. Uh, Mac Hollins. I'm going to call him Mark Collins. I'm going to call him all kinds of things before I'm done, but it's Mac Hollins, another big wide receiver. And we saw a little bit of this last year, Nick, um, you know, the basketball team that they were putting together. So, you know, here's, here's Miles Garrett. He works locally here on TV. He says, you know, this is, I'm sharing this on Twitter. He says size update for the fight for the pass catchers. So if you're listening to this after the fact, um, I'll just, I'll read it as two, but it says, you know, Kyle Pitts, 6'6", 246, Drake London, 6'4", 220, Johnny Smith, 6'3", 248, Mac Hollins, 6'4", 220, and Cordero Patterson, 6'2", 227. He's 230 if he's a pound. Um, it, there, it's, it's a big team. How is this different? Let me stop sharing this screen now. How is this different than last year? Where give me they brought in a receiver that seemed like a good bar a, a good value in Brian Edwards. I think they made a trade for him, and he, he couldn't he couldn't get on the field. He I don't I think he was active for like two games. Had similar numbers the prior year in Las Vegas with Derek Carr as his quarterback. Sell me on why this isn't another Brian Edwards type signing. It could be a little bit of a Brian Edwards signing because you're not signing somebody to be a massive contributor as a pass catcher in the game. Now, he does have a niche. He is can be an explosive down-the-field player. Uh, he's really good with the nine route, uh, the fly routes, whatever you want to call it, down the field, getting vertical. And uh, what he really brings is special teams. He is an incredible gunner. One of the one of my favorite gunners coming out when he played at North Carolina years ago it was. So uh, you have a very high floor. All right, I'm going to grab Nick real quick. New computer gets here tomorrow while his machine catches up with his brain, which is tough because Nick kind of is a machine. Um, he, I asked him this question beforehand, so I know a little bit of what he wants to say. 
And let me see. It looks like he's caught up now. Um, this could be similar to, but with a little bit more money. And a guy who caught almost 60 passes last year. That's the thing. Um, <clears throat> uh, Mac Hollins had 57 catches for 690 yards and four touchdowns with that size with a long of 60. Um, we know the Falcons need another wide receiver. And if Zacchaeus ends up being in the number three wide receiver and your number four or five or six target, then that's a good spot for him, honestly. I mean, he may be able to get some more money somewhere else, but that's kind of where I want him. So if he's behind Pitts, Patterson, Algier, Drake London, uh, even maybe Jonu Smith, maybe Mac Hollins, and then Alameda Zacchaeus, and he gets 30 catches in the slot or something like that, that that's, that's t- starting to become a solid group. Then you want to maybe add as a wide receiver, start building um, in the in the draft, start building depth. But they made a move similar to this last year in Mike Ford. Um, you know, Nick and I both do Broncos podcasts, so I watched a lot of Mike Ford uh, in the preseason. I was like, ooh, I don't want this guy anywhere near on the field. At corner, he was spectacular as a gunner. Spectacular. So much of the fact that I don't hardly ever even notice that those guys, except like the return guys and then the kickers, that's about it. You know, the, 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 guy, the punters and kickers. And I was on a podcast with the Chicago Bears group right before uh, the Falcons played the Bears. Did anybody have special teams we should really watch? And I was like, you know, yes. Because I was about week 15, week 16, um, one of the second to last, third last game of the seasons. And Mike Ford was awesome last year. So if you can double those two guys up, you're going to be pretty good on special teams. And the other thing about uh, Hollins, just to get into it, uh, is that he is a very good blocker on the perimeter as well. So if you are trying to get ball carriers with uh, the ball in space, you know, on the perimeter rushing attack, Mac Hollins can bury a cornerback. Uh, no issue. You saw the size, but he plays with a physicality too. He's not a very nuanced route runner, not the best change of a direction, but uh, you can get him vertically. You can get him uh, attacking guys in the blocking game and he can, you know, take the top off a of defense. He can run past dudes as a vertical threat. So I, I really love the, uh, the fit all around uh, for this team. Even the all time greats. I can't think of too many six, four, 220 pound nuanced route runners. They have just yeah. been able to out physical people their entire careers. If they couldn't run by them, Randy Moss, they could out physical them. Terrell Owens, Michael Irvin, um, Andre Johnson, Calvin Johnson could do both <laughs> guys, guys like that. So um, it, it's, it, it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm hoping more for him than we, than, than the Falcons saw out of Brian Edwards and Auden Tate last year, two other very big receivers that made virtually zero impact on the team last year. Um, and if Zacchaeus ends up beating these guys out again, so be it. Good for him. Marquise Walker comes in. He has a good question. He says, Scott, and he's on YouTube. He says, Scott, do you think the Falcons pass on Jalen Carter due to proximity to his legal troubles and the traumatic accident that can present challenges to his mental health? I feel like I need to finish my coffee to read the, to answer and read this one. There's a lot of big words in there for this public school guy, Marquise. Um, I don't know. I really don't. Um, they haven't gone after too many guys that have had off the field issues. That said, they went after Deshaun uh, Deshaun Watson. That I feel like that may have been a one-off because of the relationship he had with uh, Arthur Blank growing up here in Atlanta, being a Falcons ball boy, ball boy, et cetera, et cetera. It's on paper, it's not overly serious. He got really lucky here. If you are charged with two 
pretty, I mean, if, if it's me and you doing this stuff, we're looking at possible, you know, light jail time and an expensive as hell fine. If you get charged with uh, reckless driving and racing in an accident that causes two fatalities, you're lucky you don't walk away with a manslaughter charge, a vehicular manslaughter charge. Um, so I don't know. Um, I don't think he falls out of the top 10. Would the Falcons make that pick? And, and right now, he's not doing himself a lot of favors. He showed up a little heavy at, at Georgia at the pro day, didn't run because he was probably a little out of shape. That I think it's a, a concern. I don't know. If you're the Falcons, it might be worth the risk because you need to hit on a big-time player like that than to be safe. But Marquise, I don't know. We don't have a lot of track record there with guys and, and their idea of players with that are having some checkered pass, so to speak. Yeah, and he showed up at the pro day and looked pretty darn out of shape uh, with how it is. You know, not to get too weird with like the body type and whatnot, but it didn't look like good weight, didn't look good in the uh, the bags drill or anything like that, just did not look prepared. Now, granted, he has a lot going on in his life, but there's a lot of risk uh, compiling right now with Jalen Carter. And a lot of teams are risk adverse, especially when you're talking about investing millions upon millions and the opportunity cost of taking a uh, top 10 draft pick. So we'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I don't know Jalen Carter. This is teams in the NFL draft evaluation are as much, you know, private investigators trying to figure out what makes these kids tick as they are, you know, scouts evaluating the tape. So uh, we'll see how it plays out. But yeah, really a fascinating and an unfortunate uh, storyline so far with Jalen Carter because he is tremendously talented, one of the most talented players in the draft, but there's a lot of talented players out there that flame out because of issues on and off the field with uh, just, you know, just can't really get it together. So I'm not going to pretend to know what's going on with Jalen Carter's life right now, but from the outside and a very peripheral uh, view on it, it seems like there's a lot of risk in selecting him right now. And you mentioned, you know, having private investigators, private investigators for what you're talking about here, the investment you're about to make of $30 million. If you're going for a top 10 guy, it, it's probably somewhere in that, especially once you, you add in the possible 50 year option, it, it would be more than that. Um, dropping a hundred grand for the best investigative services you can get is cheap. Mm -hmm. So that stuff happens all the time. Um, and they're talking to the guys like um, middle school principals, you know, like their Sunday school teacher yeah. when they were five, like any incidences here, they they go unbelievably deep with all of this. I have a guy in retainer for 250 grand and that could be all he would do. And that would be a very nice living for a PI. <laughs> yeah. That would be all he does. Um, so Marquise, I'm sorry, I don't have a better answer for you, but honestly, I think that's a, that's a great question. It's such a great question. I don't have an answer. I really don't. Um, and we don't want to speculate also like we don't have yeah. all the information it would just be irresponsible reckless stupid. well we do we, we, we yeah. are speculating i, yeah, I kind of always i'm not talking about like is he guilty or not guilty i'm talking about he's been charged with these two things those are facts yeah he showed up out of shape those are facts that's moving his stock down that might not that's a speculation that that's mm -hmm. speculating but it's call it an educated guess that he could be there at 8 and they yeah. could pass on him. It'll be very interesting to see. Uh, Hunter Realist coming in. Good morning, guys. How are you doing this morning? Man, I'm doing great. I, 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 I'm feeling this cup of coffee. Big old super chat from Michael Rankio to kick us off. And uh, some football talk. Man, I feel great. I hope you do too, 100 Realist. I hope you do too. 
Um, Brandon Swank says we need, he's coming in on Facebook. He says we need wideouts bad. Any chance we could draft one at the second pick or get one in free agency? So Brandon, they signed Mac Hollins last night, or at least they announced that they've come to terms and they may do the paperwork today. Uh, $2.5 million, 6'4". He had a good season last year. 57 mm-hmm. catches, about 800 yards, four touchdowns. That's good. That sounds like Kyle Pitts numbers. <laughs> um, not bad. Yes, you need another one. You, you need to keep stacking the room and making sure that whoever is playing opposite the third wheel with London and Pitts is good, is good. And then you might not need too much after that. One of your other pass catchers, Nick, John o. Smith. He, he's not a prolific pass catcher, but he's going to be on the field a lot uh, as the number two tight end. Yeah. I mean, the Falcons last year used a lot of 21 and 12 personnel. You could get another wide receiver out there, but uh, bringing in John o. Smith, maybe it's going to be more double tight end uh, offense out there. You still got, I think Pruitt is still on the team, right? Was he a one-year contract? Mm-hmm. Is he a free agent? So you still got yep. Pruitt out there. Uh, and we talked about earlier that the Falcons are bringing in running backs now. So uh, maybe they feel okay at wide receiver. Now, that being said, it's such a valuable position in today's NFL that if you see one fall that you like, especially in the draft, then go get it. Uh, even though there's a lot every year, they're still highly in demand. I mean, good teams tend to have four guys that they really trust. So uh, especially if you have injury, you can't have that massive drop off at the position. So uh, I would not be against taking a wide receiver in the second pick or the third pick if you really like them. We'll see how the uh, the board stacks out. Falcons have enough directions they can go that they shouldn't be targeting one singular spot, uh, in my opinion. If you're looking cornerback, defensive line, edge rusher, wide receiver, I mean, heck, even offensive line, running back starting day two if they really love one, uh, just a ton of options. I would be very, very interested in bringing in a guy with a different skill set like Tank Dell um, out of uh, Houston, correct? Yes. Yep, yeah, correct. Tank Dell, Nathaniel Tank Dell. He's tiny. Tiny, five eight and a half, about one hundred and sixty five pounds, and he is a water bug. You ever try when you were a kid? You ever try and like throw a mud ball at a water bug on a, mm-hmm. those skates sitting on top of the? You can't ever hit them; they're impossible. That's him in the in the slot. Um, you've got him out there with we. You know, we just ran off the the numbers on some of these other guys. You know, I think the smallest one of the, of the players, the lightest one, may have been Drake London, six four and change. Um, shout out to uh, to Joe. And 220 plus pounds. And Tank is one of those guys who he may, even if he's a 4-4 guy, 4-4-5 guy, he's a 4-4 guy in each direction, forward, backward, sideways, sideways. You can't stick with a guy like that. And if they're going to load up size to try and stop this big run game that the Falcons are going to come at you with, including quarterback Desmond Ritter, let's get a let's get somebody smaller in there that they can't catch would be kind of fun. Joe yeah. asks. He says, could we trade for another wide receiver before the draft? Someone like Elijah Moore could be available with all the pickups the Jets are making at wide receiver. Uh, I think that's possible. I think it's also possible that free agency isn't done. There will still be a ton of salary cap moves over the course of the next April, May, June, July, August, five months, and then some. Mm-hmm. Um, Stefan Gilmore was a September cut from the New England Patriots, if I'm not mistaken. Um Odell Beckham Jr. Was he a midseason move? Was he the the first time that he was moved from the Browns? I feel like he was he went midseason. But my point is, there's going to be a lot of guys available unless you've got the right guy. There's absolutely no reason to rush it right now. So unless you've got, I'm sure about this. 
two and a half million dollars for Matt Collins is nothing. That's 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 not a commitment at all. That's one percent of your salary cap. Yeah. That's not a commitment. That's not. I can still do more. I'm not hamstrung there with Mac Holland, so I can still do more at the wide receiver position. So unless you've got the right guy, I think you're saving some of that capital in both financial salary cap space and draft picks. Yeah, and just some other options here, just because I want to talk a little bit of draft here. You got Tyler Scott uh, from Cincinnati, who's very highly thought of, probably is going to go early third round. Uh, he could be an option. Josh Downs, a uh, really productive wide receiver for North Carolina. The last couple of years, you can see him. He's littered all over uh, the tape of uh, Sam Howell coming out last season and uh, Cade Mays uh, coming out, Drake May, excuse me, coming out this up uh, this upcoming season. And then you also have um, Marvin Mims, who was a little bit buried at Oklahoma after the uh, offensive scheme change there and everything, you know, the, the transition of losing Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams, but Marvin Mims is another kind of smaller slot down the field, vertical guy that uh, mid round three to early round four could be a great get um, coming out of the combine. I know a few people are like, okay, keep Marvin Mims hush because we don't want him to kind of blow up. Well, kind of already kind of happened with him running the gauntlet and everything. So some other names to keep on. If you're looking for that small jitterbug, wide receiver who can do some stuff out of the slot. Okay. I have a question for you. I think one of the last time, not one of the last times I did this, but I remember feeling like this. I didn't know who Jimmy Graham was at the time. And I looked at his combine numbers. I was like, Oh my God, who's this guy? Okay. Well, he turned out to be pretty good despite the fact that he didn't have a very high grade on him. I don't know anything about this guy. Okay. But I'm looking at his numbers, six foot, four and a half, 200 pounds, 33 inch arms, four, three, seven, 40, Okay, that could be fluky. 37-inch vertical with a 10-10 broad. That's not fluky at six foot four and a half, two hundred 200 pounds. Matt Landers of Arkansas. Do we know anything about him yet? Or it seems to me like we need to. Don't know much about him yet, personally. I have not watched him. Uh, my feed kind of <laughs> went in and out there, so I thought you were going to be talking about uh, Kuntz from Old Dominion there, talking about the, I think, probably the, the most athletic specimen from tight end this year at the combine, but uh, Landers, uh, if he's going to test like that, especially with what teams are looking for at tight end with athletic freaks, he's going to go somewhere day three. Yeah. And he, and Aki said, he's not a football player. Like I said, I'd be interested to find out because I, I might try and make him a football player. You know, if, if you're six foot four with a 10, with almost 11 foot an 11 foot broad jump with almost a 40 inch vertical, he sounds like a basketball player, but not at six foot four, 200 and, 10 pounds with a 43740. You know what that sounds like. I'll go look up the numbers of Julio Jones and AJ Green. Calvin Johnson's a little bigger than that as far as weight. He's probably 220 plus. But physically speaking, you're talking about some of the very best. I might try and make him a football player. <laughs> I'd be willing to throw a seventh at him if nobody thinks he can do anything. And maybe, maybe I get a world class gunner out of it at that size. Like we were talking about that a little bit. You know what we're going to do? We are going to have Mark Schrader close us out of here. Um, I want to say thank you again. I'm going to start at the opening here. Michael Rankio came in with a, a $50 super chat to help support the show. Like that that banner saying across the bottom. Uh, it's, it's a big help to the show. And you can do that on Stars with Stars on Facebook or uh, YouTube super chats. Even after the fact. Like I've said, come leave a, if you're If you're watching this after the fact, and most people do, we get about 4X of our views on this stream. After the fact, leave me a comment, Nick and I, and I'll send it to Nick. If you have a question for Nick on anything that he says, we will follow up. Mark Schrader <clears throat> finishing us off 
with uh, with twenty dollars super chat. Thank you so much, Mark. That is such a huge help. Uh, I know not everybody is in the uh, in a in a situation, or maybe you know I'm not comfortable doing it yet until I know more about these guys of supporting financially. But what you can do is why don't we check out? How about giving us a rating on iTunes? Check out the Falcons podcast on iTunes. I'm going to drop a link in the chat. Go give us a rating. That helps us a ton too. Our numbers are really starting to go. I mean, they were nothing for a long time, so they they had nowhere to go but up. But our numbers are starting to gain some traction on the podcast side of things after the fact. So make sure you're rating us. If you're listening to this after the fact, one of the several hundred people who do, give us a rating. It's a big help for us. Um, Nick and I are going to hop on over to Mile High Huddle to talk Broncos, their moves, draft. If you'd like to join us, youtube.com slash milehighhuddle. Nick, any last words before we see everybody again on Wednesday? Uh, follow us over. We're going to be on the uh, Broncos side of things now, and we're going to run a uh, mock draft. It's Mock Draft Monday, so excited to get into that. It's been a little bit since we've started doing those again, and uh, hope, probably the probably the last Falcons-oriented show with this piece of junk computer that I got right now. So uh, got fingers <laughs> crossed, but uh, it should be should be upgraded soon. All right. Well, good. I I. I I expect out a new machine for Nick that should be ready to go on Tuesday afternoon. So we'll be back on Wednesday. So we'll see you Wednesday at nine for coast to coast football. We'll open it up a little bit and talk more teams, more fans. We've got a pretty good mix of fans in here too. So appreciate y'all for being here. Have a good day, everybody. Try and stay warm out there.